Well, good morning and thank you for joining us this morning at Christ Jesus the King Ministries on our celebration service this morning. I'm Pastor Ashwin Lewis from Cape Town, South Africa. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for those who will be listening to this recording. Thank you for those who are going to tune in or receive this message. I pray that this message will be a blessing to you and your family, especially in the times in which we are living, that God will bless you and that His name will be magnified in and through your life. I want to thank God this morning for this opportunity to just share the, the word of the Lord. Um, this morning we're going to continue with our teaching in the book of Philippians. And we are looking at Philippians chapter 1 from verse 18 to 20. And um, I'm going to, I would like to title this message this morning, or this, I would like to title this message, Honoring God or Honoring Christ. Honoring Christ. What the Bible teaches us in this portion of scripture is very important to understand and what god is trying to open up to us in this is that paul writes this this phenomenal letter from from prison from being in prison in rome as many of the scholars or people believe to be that paul is writing this from rome the letter of philippians and this could be Paul's final imprisonment. But it's such an amazing letter, and a, and a letter filled with warmth, with love and encouragement. And Paul is encouraging the church of, of Philippi with this amazing, amazing letter. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a letter filled with, with life in Christ and um, everything about our lives in Christ. We, when, we, when we continue through the series and every time you get to listen to a recording, you will you build with us and understand this, this amazing apostle, how that no matter what you went through, that Christ was the reason for every season. And when we look at the word of God, Philippians chapter 1 from verse 18, the Bible says, What then only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or whether by death. Now, as I said, I'm going to title my sermon this morning on Honoring Christ. We're going to look at Paul's amazing life as an apostle and what God has taken this this man through and and we're going to look at some of the 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 the, the encouragement key points of encouragement that Paul has give, given us from these scriptures and um it's amazing how God just continuously did great things through this through this life of the apostle and how the apostle knew that no matter what he went through God was in control and we're going to look at some of the things, as I said, that Paul spoke about in these few verses. Some of the things that, that stood out for me in this verses is that, number one, Paul said, pray for me. Paul speaks about a provision of the Spirit. Then Paul speaks about expectation and hope. And then we conclude the letter with Paul's greatest desire, is that Christ should be magnified, or Christ should be honored. And that is what Paul lived for that Christ should be magnified, Christ should be honored. And if we look at the meaning of the word honor, honor means to make someone great. And that was Paul's main um, 
purpose in life and what he lived for. Therefore, when we look at the letter to Philippians, it's about life in Christ. We understand that, you know, when the more I begin to work through the letter of Philippians, I understand that how much we really need God in our lives, how much we need to depend upon grace, how much we need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. And God has made all this available to each and every single one of us so that we can can endure and that we can finish our race well and that we can finish the cause of Christ in the earth. And so one of the things that as I, as I said, out of these four pointers, I'm going to start off with the first thing that stood out for me. Paul says that, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers. Now, verse 19. Now, when we first go back to verse 18, Paul speaks about rejoicing. And when we did our study last week, we spoke about how Paul, how Paul, how the gospel started spreading in the streets of Rome. There was an evangelistic revival, but people during the revival people started um, or did what they did with wrong motives with selfish ambition and also we looked at the rivalry spirit that was in the church at that time and we come to understand in verse 18 that paul says his rejoicing is as long as the message is going out that what makes him happy he's not worried about people are saying about him he's not worried about what about his about his reputation in this particular portion of scripture. What he was more concerned about is that Christ is, re- is being preached and he says, I rejoice. I rejoice. There's something so amazing in this, in this man. I rejoice. Paul speaks about rejoicing. But when we go to verse 19, Paul says that my deliverance, this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers. The first thing that I began to understood out of the scripture was the praying for one another, that we as believers and we as the church should pray for one another. Paul says, through your prayers. Here's this great apostle the, the, um, asking the church in Philippi to stand with him in prayer. They were a church that helped him, support him in his missions, but now we also ask them to help him, pray with him pray with him and we're going to look at some of the some of the scriptures where paul was speaking about prayer the first scripture we're looking at this morning is second corinthians chapter 1 verse 11 and paul says here that that your yelp or yelp comes through prayer because god answers prayer second corinthians 1 verse 11 yelp comes through prayer because god answers prayer we need to believe and we need to stand upon the upon this that God hears the prayers of the saints. God is interested in the prayers of his people. The Bible says he hears us when we call upon him. He hears us when we call upon him. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 5, And Peter's deliverance from prison came because people were praying for him. The church was praying for Peter. And because they were praying for Peter, Peter was delivered from that prison because the church was praying for Peter. We need to understand today, brothers and sisters, we need to pray for one another. The Bible teaches us in the book of Romans 15, verse 30 and 31. Join me in my struggle and pray with me to be delivered, to be delivered and pray for those in Jerusalem. I'm paraphrasing some of the scriptures, not reading the complete scripture, but here Paul again speaks about, pray for me, join me in my struggle and pray with me to be delivered. 
Paul always requested prayer from the saints. And I believe in today's, in today's life, as the church, we should be praying for one another. We have entered into a time where we are coming closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. And we are experiencing more and more and more trials and tribulations. But what we need today is the strength, strengthening one another through prayer, praying for one another. Ephesians 6 verse 6, Ephesians 6 verse 18 and 19, Paul says, pray for believers everywhere. Pray for me so that so that my so that the words may be given to me to declare the mystery of the gospel. Listen to Paul. Pray for me. Pray for me so that the mystery of the gospel can be declared to all. Pray for me so that the gospel, the mystery of the gospel, can be declared to all. Paul loved praying. He loved people fellowshipping or praying for one another. And I believe that we need to build that up today in the house of God. Pray for the brother and sister. Pray for our brethren. Pray for one another. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for the churches. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the church down the road. Pray for the church in another nation. But we need to pray. We need to pray. The Bible says in Colossians 4 verse 3, Pray with us for open doors for our message. Praying, praying, pray, answer it all things. Pray, pray. Paul always requested pray. Pray that the door be open for our message. We need the message of the gospel to reach to the uttermost parts. We need the message of the gospel to go through Europe like wildfire. We need to pray for open doors in nations where the gospel is not, is not allowed to enter. But we need to pray. There are missionaries and our people ready to go. And there are people in certain nations that are requesting prayer because the trials, the struggles, the the, the, the resistance they are facing and we need to pray so the message can go forth. First Thessalonians 5.25 says, Brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. James 5 teaches us that we need to pray for one another so that we can receive healing. Pray for one another. Pray. Confess our faults to one another and pray for one another. The next point that Paul brings to light was, was an amazing portion of scripture where Paul speaks about Pray that through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The provision of the Spirit. Now, provision means supply of the Spirit. Supply is also, is also the equipping of the Spirit or the support of the Spirit. And that is what Paul was praying for. He said, pray for the provision, which is the supply, the equipping, and the support of the Spirit. Pray with me. Pray with me so that I can receive this impartation of the Spirit of God. That I can receive the supply of the Spirit to do this. Hallelujah. God does not rule our lives from His throne only, but also sustains us from within. God sustains us from within. Therefore, Paul was so motivated to the church of Philippians that he wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. Body of believer, church, saint of God, brother and sister. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 20 says that when we when, when there will come a day we will stand before those, the magistrates and whoever. The Bible says, do not worry what you will say for the Spirit will give you what you need. And Paul prayed for the supply of the Spirit because Paul was ministering on a daily basis to people, reaching out to 
people and Paul needed the, the supply of the spirit so that he can endure so that he can persevere and so that he can complete the course to which Christ has set him up for because remember Paul says I have been set up in this place through through God's divine appointment and the gospel is spreading like wildfire amongst the gods and Paul prayed now he said pray for the provision of the spirit so that I can receive the supply the equipping and the support of the Holy Spirit we need to understand as believers we need to build a healthy and intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit because when we have this relationship the Holy Spirit will strengthen us during turbulent times during turbulent times what we need to learn from as believers is our motivation must not really come from without all the time we must build this relationship with Christ so that we can encourage ourselves self encouragement is one of the things that will keep you going forever people that are always looking for outer motivation is people that that does not last it's something that I that I was that something I meditated upon when people look for outer or outside motivation, it it doesn't last. But people that can motivate, self-motivation is self-preservation. When you can motivate yourself, like the Bible says in 1 Samuel 30, the Bible says, what did David do? While everybody turned against him, were ready to stone him, the Bible said, hallelujah, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Paul knew that he had a supply of the Spirit. Paul knew that the Spirit of God works within him because Paul writes to the church of Ephesians and says, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. Paul knew that. Therefore, Paul also said, Paul wanted to pray for the church of, of Ephesians and he said, Paul wanted them to understand the immeasurable, the unlimited and the surpassing greatness of his power that is at work within us this was Paul's desire this was Paul's conviction Paul 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 knew that the work of the Holy Spirit is very important in the work of God we cannot continue the work of God if we do not have the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit empowers us and enables us to fulfill the assignments to which we are called. Therefore, I pray today that God will give you a fresh supply, a fresh supply of the Holy Spirit so that you can finish the assignment to which you have been called to in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible teaches us in the book of John when Jesus speaks about the Comforter, I will send the Comforter. And the Amplified, the Bible breaks it down into many different names or different functions of the Holy Spirit and these functions are the Bible says the comforter is a counselor is a yelper is an advocate is an intercessor is a strengthener and is a one who's on standby so the Holy Spirit was with Paul I can just imagine Paul sitting at times in that in that prison cell um, having no one to talk to having nowhere to go and yet this great apostle could turn to the inner 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 motivation and have this communion and this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because when we read these letters that he wrote, his prison epistles, they are written with such revelation, such revelation, because everything in that prison began, became a place of study, became a place where God started revealing, I mean, the arm of God. We look at amazing things that happened in the epistles where Paul write, that Paul wrote from prison, the Philemon, the Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, we see these powerful epistles Paul wrote and it's um, it's so in, in it's so um, fulfilling revelation and the insight 
Therefore, I believe, my, my God, we as people of God should use the places where God has placed us. And in these special places, God has revelation and insight. Therefore, we just need to yield to the processes of God and God will reveal himself to us. God will open up to us many dimensions or, or, or facets of himself, revelation or insight about himself that will enable us to, 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 to endure, to persevere, and to press on and that we will become a, a testimony and a witness, excuse me, of the greatness of God. One thing that I looked at at Paul while he was in prison, he said, I pray, pray for me for the supply of the, on the provision of the Holy Spirit. But he also mentioned something. He says, according to the, to my earnest expectation and hope. Now, Paul was in the situation, but Paul never lost expectation or hope. Paul had, he had an earnest expectation and hope that he was expectant, expectant. A man of God, and I quote, said, expectation is the mother of all manifestations expectation is the mother of all manifestation expectation is the breeding ground for miracles for the miraculous when there is expectation there will be miracles when there is expectation there will be manifestations so when we look at this when we look at how this word expectation how it what it what it um it draws or a picture that I draw from this word expectation is somebody with an outstretched with an outstretched with an uplifted head and an outstretched neck. When the picture comes to mind, we think about a runner running towards that finishing tape. And when he gets to the end, what does he do? He stretches out his, his head and his neck to cross the line. And here Paul uses this word expectation. That Paul is writing this letter from prison. And as many scholars have put it, it could, have, it could be written from the Roman, from, from his Roman imprisonment where Paul is facing um, execution. But Paul has this earnest expectation. Paul has an expectation in his heart that God is going to work everything out for his good because he is convinced according to Romans 8.28 that all things will work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Early in the letter Paul wrote to the church of, of Philippians and he wrote being confident of this very thing that he that began the good work in you is able to bring it to pass. Now here is somebody that knows his God and knows that what God has started God will finish and because of this Paul had an expectation in his heart when we look at the book of Proverbs 10 verse 28 it says the expectation of the wicked will be cut off but listen to this the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 18 the expectation of the righteous will never be cut off so here Paul has an expectation outstretched head and neck ready to finish his cause, ready to run his race, ready to do what God has called him to do. I pray today that this motivation will begin to hit your life, that you will have that same desire, that you will have that same call, that you will have that same perseverance within you to stretch your neck out, to stretch your head out, and to finish the course to which God has called you for. Hallelujah. God is getting ready to do great things in the earth. It's time for us as his children, lift up our heads, stretch out our neck. We are the final, we are the final, just another push, just, a, we are the final few, 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 um, a final few, 
few steps to that finish line. We need to get ready. We are going to finish the course. We're going to finish this race because God is with us. God is with us. Then Paul speaks about hope. Hope. Paul had hope. Hope stands for confident expectation of a future event. Paul knew that he had hope that God was going to bring his deliverance. Paul did not know when the timing was or how. But one thing that Paul knew, he had hope. Hopelessness was not Paul's case. Paul was filled with hope. Because this is also byproducts of the Holy Spirit. Encourages us, strengthens us, supports us, counsels us. Let us know all things work together for the good. To them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose. Paul had hope. Paul placed his hope in the sufficiency of Christ. Paul places hope in the sufficiency of Christ. In the book of Romans, Paul says, hope does not disappoint. Romans 5 verse 5, hope does not disappoint. So we can be, we can be assured, God got us covered. It does not matter how it's going to play out. Because even in this very few scriptures, Paul writes that even if he does not turn out for his deliverance, yet he is still hopeful. Yet he is still expect expectant. And when we're going to come to our next portion of scripture, our next study, we're going to see how Paul even says that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So Paul was at a place, no matter what it is, as long as Christ is magnified through my life. My God, when I looked at Paul's, when I looked at Paul's life, and I looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, 25, and 28 to 28, I realized something. Paul went through many trials and tribulation. Paul suffered many things. Paul went through 39 stripes, hallelujah, five times, 39 stripes, five times. Paul went through beatings, Paul went through stoning, Paul went through shipwrecks, Paul went through so many trials from prison to prison. Paul suffered, Paul had to, the Bible calls it, the Bible says they suffered pain, torture, shipwreck, hunger, weariness, dangerous journeys to carry the gospel where Christ led them. And beside this, Paul had a great concern for the church, the body of Christ. Can we look at Paul's life today and sometimes understand that some of us, when we have gone through some trials, we become hopeless. But here a guy has gone through so much, yeah, but here this guy is still hopeful. God will deliver him because he had hope. He had an expectation. He saw God take him out of that sea. He saw God deliver him from previous prison trials. He seen God deliver him from stoning when they left him for dead. And this guy never lost hope. And I believe sometimes we need to build our hope on past victories. When we look back where the Lord has taken us out, where the Lord has brought us through, that should create in us a new desire, a hopefulness that God will, will be done. Whether it does not work out how we have planned it or whether it works out how we have planned it, all things will work together for the good to them that love God and to them that call to his purpose. The fourth thing we look at today is Paul's desire. Paul had one desire. And listen to what Paul says. Paul says that I will not be put to shame in anything. So Paul knew that God will not put him to shame. But that with all boldness, Christ will, even now, as always be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. 
So Paul was ready for anything that God wanted to do. He was excited to get out of prison so he could go and share the gospel with the Philippians. But he was also at a place, no matter if he dies, he knows that God's will will ultimately be done. And I believe as believers, we should have this hope and this faith in us that whatever God does, whatever he does it, and no matter how he does it, his will will be done in our lives. Satan is not more powerful than God. Satan is not more powerful than God. The devil is a liar. Today I want you to look at this. Paul's desire. Paul's desire is that Christ must be honored. Paul's desire was that Christ must be magnified. Let's look at another translation of this particular verse. We're going to look at the Message Bible. Listen to what Paul says in the Message Bible from verse 18 to 20. So now I am, so now how am I to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, whether mixed, bad or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on. And I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. See expectation. Paul just knew God's got him covered. No matter what, God's got him covered. Yet his confidence. Because remember, I said to him earlier on, being confident of this very thing that he that began this work will complete it. And here Paul is, is writing to the church and letting them know, listen, I know how this thing is going to turn out. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in and through me will be done. I can hardly wait to continue on in my course. He was excited. If he gets released, he's going to continue preaching. But listen to what he says. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least because whatever happens, God will not make me be ashamed. Therefore, Paul could write to the church of, of Rome and write, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For I, if it is the power of God unto salvation to everybody that believes. That was Paul. He was unashamed. But listen to what he says. Hallelujah. On the contrary, Everything happening to me in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known. Look at this man of God's concern. In the midst of crisis, as long as Christ is being magnified, as long as Christ is being made known, Paul had one desire, Christ be lifted up. Regardless of whether I live or die, they, sh they didn't shut me up. They gave me a pulpit. I love that part in the in the Message Bible. They could not shut me up, but they gave me a pulpit. Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm his bounty. Look at that. Alive, when I come out of this prison, I will continue. But when I die, it will still be beneficial. When I live, when I die, Christ will be exalted. And this was the heart of this great apostle. Paul said he, need, he believed for boldness. In this time of crisis, he believed for boldness. I pray that God will give you boldness. That no matter what you are facing, your trials is creating your platform. Your trials is creating your platform. God will use what you have gone through for it to become your mess, as they have said, will become your message. In the name of Jesus Christ. Paul wanted Christ magnified hallelujah paul wanted christ magnified
Paul knew that he might not be delivered from that prison. But as long as God was glorified, that was his aim. That was his goal. Paul's life was not about self-promotion, self-preservation, but it was all about Christ being glorified. One thing that we learn from the book of Job 13 verse 15, the Bible says, Job says, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It's very hard words, but I believe that if we build a relationship with God, we can stand as these people. When Job was faced with a, a dilemma, curse God or die, curse God and die, Job refused to listen to outer motivation or outer influence, but rather turn from within, where Job could use these words and say, God knoweth the path that the righteous should take, and when he has done, we're done with him, he shall come forth as, when he has tried him, he will come forth as pure gold. My God, it is impossible to build a relationship with God without building trust, confidence, faith when that relationship comes to maturity. And this is what we learn from these great apostles and this great man of God, how they built relationship with God, how trust increased, how faith increased, how they could believe God in the, in the midst of impossible circumstances. Hallelujah. Paul's life was a life of trials, hardships, difficulties. But yet Paul knew in all of this, Christ will be glorified. In all of this, Christ will be glorified. Paul knew that he cannot dictate to God on how things should end. But what he could do was trust God that God will work it out for the good. Let's just complete with this verse in Romans, in Romans 5. In Romans 5, we're going to look at verse 4. We're going to look at Romans 5 and we're going to look at verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The Bible says, the NLT translation says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts. So Paul, Paul used this and he says, hope does not disappoint when he wrote to the church of Philippians, of Rome, of Romans, sorry, the Roman church, the church in Rome. I want you to be encouraged today. Let Christ be honored through your life. God is, God is creating a platform for you. When all is done and dusted and you look back one day, you will look over your shoulder and you will look how far the Lord has brought you. Do not lose hope. Be courageous. Be bold. Trust God. Look at the, build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. May God increase you and bless you today. May God be with you. May God take you from glory to glory and from strength to strength. I pray today as Paul asked the Philippian church to pray with him. I pray that God will provide you with the provision of the Spirit so that you can endure and you can finish your course. May God bless you. Thank you for tuning in with us. May God bless you and we're looking forward to meeting with you again and to speaking into your life. This is Ash Pastor Ashwin Lewis from Christ Jesus the King Ministries Cape Town. God bless you. And remember, honor Christ 
with your life.